What part of the game is this? What is good, Divine Dolls and Divine Sirs? So, I want to make sure I am giving examples of the things that I'm saying and why this is a problem. Like, when I tell you this all started off like I was kicking and I thought it was funny or cute or whatever. No, it's a problem. And like I said, you know, you, you can even actually hear when I'm going through my reaction. I'm coming to the realization like, this is why we're in the condition that we're in. It's the mentality that lies below the surface that got a lot of us into this problem. Case in point number two, I'm going to take a screenshot and it's probably going to be the thumbnail of this podcast, but um, uh, I was watching Simply Said and I love her perspectives on, um, and, and with that being said, these are not, not my views, um, so it's not anything that she said or, you know, because she's doing her own thing and she has her own perspectives, but um, in the, in the, in her YouTube video, she was sharing, um, a news report and there were two women on there and, um, the complaint was that it's not fair, um, that they're only, only getting 70% subsidization on their rent. Now, mind you, one of them has seven kids. Yes, you heard me right. Has seven kids. And what had happened was, um, I guess with the inflation and everything happening over the years and, and all the, the problems that are going on with the rental, the um, sounds like she was renting a house and um, the owner finally decided to sell it. Now, I already shared with you guys earlier this year what happens when you rent an acres, okay? Um, and so you can only have somebody living in your house and not paying rent for a year before it starts to take on a toll. It takes a toll on you. And because it's not their property, they're not taking care of the property either. Okay? Because it's not theirs. They don't value things. They don't understand things. They don't understand the value of everything that it takes to maintain the property is that sense of entitlement right so you can only imagine what this landlord may and this is the problem some of you can't imagine what it's like to have a property with six kids in there okay so but like with everything else you know cost of everything goes up right and so it got to the point where um, with the 70% increase, she, I, think, I think it was um, she was going to end up having to come up with $500 out of pocket, right? Um, so that means it was even less before. But, but the transition was going to mean, and now mind you, this is a house. It's not even an apartment. And so if it's big enough to house six kids, six, seven kids, then that's to tell you how big or how much, you know what I'm saying, a house. Okay? So her whole thing was, she said, it's not fair. I need a place to live. So, you know, I've shared with you, like, my my first house that I bought, three-bedroom, two-bath house, yard, garage, everything. Beautiful home. In one of the richest neighborhoods, right? Um, mind you, I didn't, I wasn't, I was in one of the richest, uh, not neighborhoods, uh, zip codes, but it was still a nice property. 
I walked into equity on that house, right? Brand new AC, brand new carpet, vaulted ceilings, walk-in closet, huge master bedroom, pretty good sized backyard, um, electric garage. Like it was, it's an, it's surprisingly, I was blessed, right? I was blessed with that, with the house and it was just for me. But anyways, I had to work a nine to five late hours reporting to people I didn't even like carrying tables sometimes across campus, paying a hundred percent of my mortgage. When I moved into, sold my house and moved into an apartment complex, one bedroom, one bath, it was 2,500. I liked it. It was cute, hardwood floors, um, great views, nice balcony, upgrades, upgraded appliances. No kids responsible. So she sees me and the rest of the people, the working class, working, mowing their lawns, paying their mortgage, paying their utilities, being responsible. And now you're telling me, well, 70% is not enough. I want to have a house like you do too. Having a house is a human right. I deserve to have a house like everyone else. No, sir, no, ma'am, whatever this is, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not going. I'm not with it. I'm not with it. I think we need to revisit this, the sense of entitlement. Like, I'm really, really going to double and triple down on this, and y'all are going to hate me, but I don't care. I don't care. And the thing is this, like, um, I had kind of mentioned in the last podcast, you know, I've said it before, I'm on track to be a millionaire. So as long as, you know, a divine source gives me the breath, I'm on track for it. I have things in place. I understand the the power of compounding interest. I've shared with you um, how Warren Buffett took, I believe it was $10,000. He let it sit for 10 years. Could have been three years, but because of the the things he was in, the instruments, investment tools he was in, investment instruments he was in, he was able to hit his first million dollars by the time he was 21. Right. And um, those those opportunities are available to you, too. Right. And. um, What happens is you see all these people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and Warren Buffett and Oprah, and then you want to turn around and say, well, she should be distributing the wealth. She hasn't done anything for the community. There's that sense of entitlement again. It's her money. It's her, her hard work. She's in these. You think Oprah got this overnight? You, she had to talk to producers, present herself. A lot of these people, when you hear about what goes on behind the scenes, one of my favorites when I think about, you know, people say, Beyonce hasn't done anything for the community. She needs to get back to the community. She needs to hire more of this. She needs to hire more of that. She needs to be able to listen. While I'm laying here in bed in my middle class lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? She is working nonstop. Behind the scenes, dedicating, disciplined, and it pays off. She's meeting with producers. She's coming up with creative ideas. She's doing things, right, to be productive. You can think of any other people. Like, I mean, heck, I might not even necessarily like them, right? Whatever his name is, Byron Allen. Whatever, you know, he did to become wealthy, he added value. Who says that now he has to go back and... And do something for you. Do something for yourself. 
And the thing is, you have the ability to do it. And that's the thing that, that, that it's like, I'm starting to really get pissed off with it. So when I was talking about I'm on track for it, you know, and I already kind of see it like in my in my surroundings. And it's kind of funny because people are competing at the level I'm at and I'm I'm just trying to barely make it. But it's like, don't let me do the investments, wait the three years, work the 10 years. I'm making sacrifices. There's things I'm not doing or buying or going so that my money can compound, that it's in the right investment tool. So when I do roll up in the Bentley and I do roll up in the Rolex and I do have multiple properties, now you want me to just give my, my stuff away to you? And then now I'm going to call all kinds of bees and hoes and, and, and selfish? Nah, 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 no, no, no. And, and this is the thing. So there's, I think there's consequences for stuff. Ma'am, if you have seven kids, of course you're not going to afford them. Be able to afford all of them. And, and part of the thing that pisses me off too, let me stop. Let me just, I'm done.